me clear my throat. Yo. Alright. I'm actually trying to set up Zoom. I don't know why I'm hot. Um, got the AC and a fan on, I don't know why. Alright, I'm trying to set up the Zoom, because I told you guys that we were going to start doing Zoom this week. And I thought it would be real simple, but it didn't take just 15 minutes like I thought it would. And it's actually still downloading. So, if we can't get to the Zoom, the in Zoom with YouTube, Friday, I have it all set up. But I really wanted to have it set up um, tonight. Um, well, be pretty good. Pretty controversial, but pretty good. Alright, let me turn this fan off. Alright. So as we get in everybody in here, tonight ain't one of those regular nights, man. It's just not. Mm-mm-mm. Just not one of them regular nights. Alright. We got a lot going on tonight. But um instead of being up in on Twitter spaces, we're gonna do it right here. Like I said, I'm so upset that we can't do the zoom through the YouTube and the Twitter the Instagram at the same time. We're gonna make do. We're gonna make do. We're definitely gonna make do. We got a lot on a plate tonight. We got a lot on a plate tonight. Alright, let me give you guys a rundown real quick of what's going on right now. Alright, so yesterday, last night, I was in a Twitter space called Black Women Are in a State of Emergency. Hashtag B1, hashtag FBA, blah, blah, blah. So, I gave my little so-called two cents. The feedback I get is the same feedback that I get with all black Americans, basically. Especially women. But um, we're going to go through it tonight because I'm going to title this Black Women Are in a State of Emergency slash Why Are They So Threatened by African Women? Yes, we're going to talk about it. Why are black American women so threatened by African women? Me, I know the answer. It's plain as day. I mean, I'm not just a psychologist, certified psychologist, just for no reason at all. Even with or without that piece of paper, I've always understood things. Especially when it comes to people. Especially when it comes to my people. And on top of that, according to my people, I'm not even one of them. So <laughs> I'm um, a scammer, Nigerian, they called me. Said, I don't even talk like I'm from South Philly. So you don't, you don't sound like, you're, you're definitely not um, a black American by the way that you speak. You're an imposter. <laughs> Yo, these, these hoes are so silly. These hoes ain't loyal. Can't do nothing for you. When I earth they're going to hurt you. Oh, man. All right. Let's, 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 let's get into this. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to go into the play, the discussion from last night. And I want to make sure you guys can hear. I actually have a mic that I could use. Let me turn everything off. I'm going to start playing the beginning. And if you guys can't hear, let me know.
now we got peace and quiet, man. Now we got peace and quiet. Alright, where's what the hell is Jenny? I told that girl to do her damn thing. Alright, that's what she's talking about now, jury women. Let me back it up a little bit. You know, it's not about me anymore. Um, here's a transparent moment. Um, when, Tell me if y'all can hear. Can when y'all hear? When daughters start doing things that I'm doing, and it's something that's unbecoming, I know immediately that it was me. And then I start thinking about, like, why did I do it? Um, I think... Here, example that I'm gonna give you is um, I have tattoos. Everybody knows I have tattoos. Um, it, All right, Jenny. Yeah. Why are you looking crazy today? What's going on? I'm just tired. Hmm. Don't like that. Anyway, can you hear? Can you hear? If you're my friend, then yeah. you I have some huh? issues with my tattoos. You know. Yeah, I, I can. All right. So if you can hear that, should mean everybody else can hear. All right. So again, as I said, black women are in a state of emergency. And they go on a discussion. Now, this is, a, this is 20 minutes into the conversation right here. This chick, what's her name? Just Eve. She goes by on Twitter at Justice for Just Us. She's, um saying that she has daughters, this, that, and the other. Now she's talking about the fact that she, she wears tattoos over her body, whether all over her body or whatever. Said, I have some issue, issue why. You're my friend, then you know that I have some issues with my tattoos, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's get into I've it. I've come, I've grown up since getting eight, and, um, you know, I feel a different way. And my five-year-old daughter came home the other day with drawings all over her arm. And I All right, so you can hear, right? Yeah, I can. All right, so far, this is what sounds like a former thought. Because girls who go ink their bodies up, put tattoos all over their bodies, tattoos, especially on females, even men, represents the same thing, rebellion. Men can be rebellious because men are fighters by nature. When women from a young age become rebellious. That's a dangerous thing because they become wild, untamed, undisciplined. And what happens with undisciplined women? They normally give themselves away easily to men. So most men look at tattoos as a red flag, especially when a woman has a lot of them, meaning that she went through a whole you have to go through a whole lot to tap your whole body up as a female. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So um, let's listen. So her, what is that? And she said, oh, this says I love you. It is. Excuse me? All right, here we go. They do not know who the father of their kids. Now, that's what she's talking about, Nigeria. We want it's about to come up. A, a giant dump on Black America's previous question. Really sad. And I think that I am going to go ahead and get these removed because I need her to know that it's very important that, you know, her body is perfect as it is. And that's just an example of, um, you know, how they're watching 
it's not really about what we're saying, you know. Um, <laughs> they're paying attention to everything. Uh, looks like we've got a request from Mr. Stephen Delisle's expert, Black First Brother. Good evening. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you uh, fine. Go ahead. What's up? Yeah. Um, I love the topic today, but the question that I wanted to ask you get a lot of people to think. When we think about um, Africa and detail, West Africans, and we think about Black Americans coming out of Jim Crow laws and them coming out of colonialism pretty much at the same time, them a little later in the late 60s, have you ever given, given thought that why is it that the African culture still holds the family structure together with man, woman, and child, but us as black Americans, we're on a different path that we've been destroying the whole family um, or as man, woman, equal, and, you know, children almost irrelevant to these days. Now, fair question, yes or no? <laughs> What's okay. your opinion? Yeah, it's fair. So Everybody you, has their own opinion. Yeah, but did you understand the question? I think to an extent I do. All right, let me reiterate. Okay. Black Americans mm -hmm. came out of the Jim Crow laws, but was basically apartheid. So, okay. with apartheid ending in around, around the same time as Jim Crow laws, all around the civil rights era. So, but that's South Africa. So we're not even talking about South Africa. We're going to stick with West Africa, what I know best. Back in the sixties is when West African gained their independence. And then you had the civil rights movement around that same exact era. So basically it was an independent speaking on both sides from West Africans to black Americans. The Africans came out of it, maintain family. Black Americans came out of it, and families were absolutely destroyed to this very day. In Africa, you don't have 88% of children being born out of wedlock. It's like vice versa. Mm -hmm. But in black America, you got 88% of the children born out of wedlock. No family structure, no discipline. So it was a fair question. All right. Now, listen to the response. Listen to the response just from that question. And look how she took it so much further. What are you doing over there, Jenny? I have light issues, but I'm listening. All right, listen. I think that's an excellent question. Um, I have answered. Did Antoinette or Taisha, they all wanted to pursue? So it was an excellent question, so they say. Okay. Um, well, I know that after the civil rights movement, they were laser being focused on breaking up the family structure. So all the things that was put into place was specifically designed to destabilize the male, destabilize the woman, and then bring in systems like the welfare system. Was enforced that on caused the male to be out of the home. They specifically destroyed and we allowed it to be. 
And it's sad to say, but that's, it's, you know, the decisions that were made in some instances were dire. And a lot of people felt like they didn't have any other choice to do that, but they did it. But in, and then after they destabilized that, then the crack epidemic happened. And then it takes us to have to break all these generational curses. And then we have to look back at what was done and see where we messed up at and then find our way to keep that from happening again. Because they always are watching and they're always plotting to make sure that we don't get back to where we was in the civil rights movement. That is an excellent answer. All right. Good answer. She admitted that. Some felt that it was a necessity that they give into the system that was in place with the welfare, this, and the other. Welfare was this. It was the, the government brought in drugs to the black communities, took away jobs so people had no hope. You take away pe person's ability to provide, take away their hope, nothing is really left. Get that. So um, <clears throat> she's saying that they came in with a program called welfare. It was, it was originally for like... um white females at the time when they weren't able to work or, you know, um, they were fighting for rights to be able to get in the workplace. But it translated over to the black community. So if that did, it said, hey, black woman, we'll give you food, we'll give you shelter, but you can't be with a black man. This is legit. No, this is how the system works. Even today, it's still basically the same way. We'll give you, we'll give you help as long as you don't have a black man in the house. So what the women did, they took the government benefits and left the black men hanging. Instead of staying together, working through it, whatever mean, minimal jobs that they could have taken to keep the family together, but no, they wanted the easy way out. All right, but she said that they did it and it was their fault. So this one said that she admit that it was their fault. No, well, it's, it's, it's to go back to your previous question, because you kind of uh, took a, a giant dump on black Americans while kind of... No, 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 I did not, by any means. I'm a black American, so I cannot... What you are and what you're not. I'm just saying what the comment came off as. And what I would like to tell you is that Nigeria is actually the number two place in the world for... Now, mind you, she's going into Nigeria right now. I said nothing about Nigeria. Said nothing about no specific. Listen, even with, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been in these spaces for about a couple weeks. Even when I get into some of the African women, East African women, when they talk to me the, and they find out who I am, the minute they do that, they start talking about bad about Nigerian women. I'm like, yeah, East African, East African women ain't shit, to be honest. But the minute they start popping off at the mouth, they always go to Nigerian women. Remember when we first met, I said, I have an affinity for Nigerian women, my Ghanaian women. Yeah. And I realized how much the world hates Nigerian women and Ghanaian women, even Nigerian more. Now, I'm not, I've never bought a Nigerian, but listen, listen. So, it's not something like I'm not saying that you know, fraternity fraud. But Antoinette said, and, um, and I can definitely DM you the article or the, the, the resource for that. Um, you could just type in 
paternity fraud world and it'll come up for you if you want to but um but what Antoinette spoke on is very is, is very much facts that black Americans have been targeted by the government or uh, basically since emancipation when we were no longer counted as literal capital so I don't know how together African homes are when there is such a high paternity fraud rate and I just that's the only thing I wanted to add can you, can, do you want to touch on this? She said she don't know how African homes could be together. She don't know what I'm talking about when y'all have a problem with high paternity fraud. I don't even know what the hell she's talking about, but maybe you can enlighten me. I don't really have much to say concerning that because it's that's cast. Okay, wait. She's talking of paternity fraud. Is it within the country or out of the country? So we have to know where she's coming from. Because in Nigeria, I think that's, that's rare. I hardly hear of cases like that. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. This is the first time I'm even coming across it. Now, we know that there's all types of fraud that goes on with all people. I don't know if she's talking about paternity fraud to say the baby is one, to get them into the UK, blah, blah, blah. But she's talking yeah. about that. That's like such a rare issue. Less than 1% of the population. Less than 0. less than 0.000.1 of the population. But this is what she brings up. This is what she... She can do an issue or something. Okay. She, well, she obviously has issues with Africans and Nigerians specifically. Especially the woman. Yeah, Nigerian. Because yeah, nobody no, she, she pinpointed Nigerians for a reason. Yeah. For a reason. Let's listen. Because this uh, is this more that I want you to hear. They hate hearing that. said that African, Africans have a stable um, way of family structure, which is true. She said, I'm lying. That's impossible because they can't because they lead the world in paternity fraud. That's not true. I mean, I know it's not true. It doesn't even make sense what she's saying. But the fact that she's saying it, and she's saying it in a way that she believes it, that's what's dangerous. That she believes this nonsense. Let's listen. But you know what? I think I have. She knows this fault is with black American women that they don't know who the baby daddies are. How many times you got to watch a show to see them on some Mario or some paternity chest courtroom show to find out who the baby daddy is? So now she's saying that, no, 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 it's the Africans who are having babies and none of them know who the baby daddies are. 
Can you believe this? It's not true. But can you believe what you're hearing? <laughs> no. I think she's paying over something. I don't even know. Or she has a grudge of a Nigerian. Well, she obviously has a grudge against Nigerian women. Maybe one of them took her um last husband. Who knows? Or boyfriend. I doubt she ever had a husband. So maybe boyfriend. Who knows? <laughs> That's very possible. Because it's just so absurd. Like, it's so... I don't know. Where did you get your father? It sounds childish. And it sounds very uneducated. Yeah, and it's the... How would I even? She's so confident saying it. Yes, very. That's why I said it's dangerous. Because she says it in a way that those people listening she will sure. ever believe that bullshit. Yeah, true. Africans are some of the most family-oriented people on the face of the earth. You very rarely see women walking around at the age of 30 and 40 years old never been married in Africa. But the very opposite is true in black America. You very see, you very seldomly see a family with man, woman, and child, and they're both married. But hold up, let's get let's get into it. And you are not us. So what you you're gonna have to reframe your questioning if you're really coming from like a, a good place because what you just said was wrong. Now now listen, when it started, the host was like, That's a great, that's an excellent question. So now, okay. my question turned, same question, but it turned into something else towards them. These are bitter-ass black women. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to get into this. As we go through this, we're going to get into why they're so threatened by African women. Because I'm going to lay it all out tonight. Which, I mean, the, the, the number two place for the fraud in the world She's, is in Nigeria, where you live. She's still bringing up this paternity fraud bullshit that nobody knows basically what she's even talking about. She's talking about some anomaly that people might get away with. But listen, she when she she addressed with lies saying that the women there in Nigeria, Africa, don't know who the baby daddies are when they get birth. You see how she had, had to address herself and um, yeah. address the issue with lies and she couldn't even speak yeah. factual and then she keeps she's sticking with this paternity fraud thing like i don't know if she googled some article and she felt like i'm gonna run with this i'm gonna die on this sword but she ain't letting it go this is my first time ever hearing about this this is my first time Listen, you heard the host? She says, Stephen, yeah. she's right. And we just, you just said that. You said she's so confident. And I said she says it in a way that the people listening will actually believe this bullshit. Yeah. You see how black women are? Yeah. All it's, it's like a domino effect. If one say one thing negative to fit their narrative, the dominoes, they all begin popping off at the mouth with the same thing. Now, I want to get into another part of this. 
and undermine us. They get them and undermine. I think that what there's I a point that I, they kept bringing me back on. There's a point that Lucy actually got on. And after my children's children. Well, I think. Let me be clear. Okay, but the part of the baby baby daddies is also very very wrong because there's a saying here. I don't know if it's all Nigerian, but there's a saying here, more like an adage. It says, it's only a woman that could tell who the real father of a child is. It's only the what? Yeah, the woman, like the lady. Yeah. If you're, having a, if you're having a child, how many, how many, how many people have big children out of wedlock, you would say, in Nigeria? Average, on percentage-wise. Yeah, average. And they always know who the dad is. Yeah, I'm saying, like percentage-wise, how many children, how many women have babies in marriages versus how many babies have babies out of wedlock? Like, just a wild guess. Is it like eighty percent have marriages when they have babies, twenty percent don't, ninety, seventy, sixty? What what would you say? I'll say eighty. All right. 80. So eighty percent, and I said the very same thing. I said it's flip side. I said the very percentage is the very opposite. What goes on here? So, way more than half are married okay. before they have children. But hold on, let's let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. Listen. Clear. Um, you spoke in TBA space the other day, and you said that um, Black American men should marry uh, African women so that we can get access. Or not we, so that no, no, that's not what I said. Not what I said. That's why I asked. Please clarify. I said that, this is what I said on CBA. I said that, being that there's so much um, aggravation with black men and between black women, in order to stop this divide and these um, gender wars, that it would be best if these black brothers, instead of going to marry these um, Filipinos, these Asians, and um, Brazilians, you go to the continent, marry your African sisters, and even if the African brothers want to do the same, so that we can share the resources there, because we have the Chinese, we have the Arabs um, buying up much land. I, I continue to buy as much land as I possibly can, according to my own financial status. But that's what I was saying, that instead of allowing them to continue to take the now, mind you what I, what I just clarified. I said aggravation. These are the very same women. Oh, I turned the AC off. It's getting hot. Um, these are the very same women that complain about black men, saying black women, men ain't shit. They ain't leaders. They ain't what we want. Half of them are talking about, oh, we're going to diversify, diversify, whatever they call it. Go get us a white man. Go get us a Latino man, this and the other. The minute you give a threat to take away the, the very men that they complain about, I'm speaking about the men that they don't want. Let those men go to the African sisters. Because you already said you don't want these type of men. But you see, you see, listen. The resources and get rich and get wealthy off the new generation of them to them. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Um, Again, our passionate language, sorry, I don't know how you to continue to take the resources and get rich and get wealthy off it and build generational wealth that 
we should do the same and we should do it even more because we makes all the sense are in the world. inclined to have it even more than they are. That's what I said. No, no, go ahead. No disrespect, no disrespect, brother, but we have way too many brothers and sisters from diaspora that are off code. They have no desire to fight white supremacy. And we only want to deal with our brothers and sisters who are on code. What you're saying may be great. What you're saying may be great. What you're saying may be true. If they view white supremacy the same way we do, they do not. It's only a very small few that few and far between. There are few because they come over here and they don't fight with us. That's now she's talking about those that they they see in the political field, this than the other. I've never. I've never went to bat for anybody on that level, as far as the Africans that come over here, get a foothold, whatever. I'm, I, I continue to say the continent, on the continent. Now, these people never been to the continent of Africa, Kush, or, you know, but we're going to call it Africa. But yet they got a lot to say about Africans. They say that Africans don't see white supremacy the way that we do. They're not on coal. They're not with us. They're against us. But yet, they never been to the continent. They don't even know who Africans are. All they know is the Africans that are here who are nothing like the ones on the continent. And I said that a million times. 98, probably nine, I'm going to be nice about it. 90% of the Africans here, I know a lot. I'm friends with a lot. Just like I'm friends with Ukrainians, Russians, um, Filipinos, for, I'm associates, I would say, with a lot of people. 90% of the Africans that are here are nothing like those who are there. Because we, we talked about this. We're not going to get into it now, but me and you, we had these discussions on how they change when they get over here or certain ones are chosen to go over there. So, but, but, but the whole entire thing is that they're talking what they don't know. True. That's how I know. So if I can see that's how I know. And are not fighting with us, they are fighting against us. They get in politics and undermine us. They get on TV. They get on the newscast and say they we don't deserve reparations. They don't even want to speak black people's names. They talk about they need to do something for everybody, and they don't say nothing about black people until our brothers and sisters get on code as a group. We have no desire to be going back and forth, marrying folks and going anywhere. I was trying to agree with the ones what she was talking about in a political world, but I'm, that wasn't a discussion. That's not what I was trying to make a point about. I was trying to get her dumbass to calm down so she can hear and learn something. But you see women like this, you can't teach anything to. Then they got the nerve to ask me, why would I marry uh, traditional African sister and not stay here for this bullshit. You know what I mean? People I got posting all my shit talking about, oh, you fled, you a fleer. Just like, the, like, this is, this is insanity. But this is what black women sound like. Black women here, this is what they sound like. So if you wonder why I had to come there, now you know. I know. I this is my home. This is my slave home. I'm going to be a slave forever. I'm going to remain a slave in the United States of America because this is my home. You see what she's saying? I'm not ever going to go and pick up going to where this is my home. 
these people are so uneducated. They think they're educated because they got a piece of paper with a degree, but they're very uneducated and unlearned. They don't even understand that the world is a bigger place than America. They don't even understand that. They can't grasp that there, there are other things and opportunities that exist outside of America. I want to get to a, um, again, sometimes we get past. So my last question for you before I let other people speak is, did you come from a two-parent household? No, they try to get me with this. So they asked me, did I come from a two-parent household? Like, I'm a psychologist. I knew what she was doing. I knew she was doing. This was the thing. I wasn't raised by my mother or my father. My, by the time I got to know my mother, you know, I used to see her. I grew up in the projects of South Philadelphia, Tosca Projects. 3003 F. Pierce Strauss. Never could forget it. Born and raised there. Father lived right across the street. Never had much interaction with him. Except when he would play football, catch across the field. Never got a dollar from him. By the age of nine, I would say, nine or maybe ten, I was still under my grandmother in the projects. My grandmother let me go with her daughter, which is my aunt, who married an Irish man. And they had children, but I remained with them until I became of age to go on and make it on my own and do for myself. So that's how that went. But what she was getting at, oh, maybe that's why I feel this way because I never have a, had a father in my life. She, she tried, then they try to go to Ralph say, maybe I'm not really um, a black American because I don't know my mother, my father. Like they really try to go there. They really try to go there when... None of these people had no father in their life. Like, I'm, I have communication with my father to this day. I made peace with him years ago. So I have no problem with my father. But I know who, who the man who raised me. But these people had nobody in their life. That's why they talk like this. And try to play on, try to play on my psyche and say, oh, you, don't, you wasn't raised by your mother and father, so that's why you have a hatred towards black women. See, me saying, me... <laughs> My question that was caused, caused, called an excellent question now turned into a hatred for black women. You see how they could just twist and manipulate? These are my manipulators. But I want to get to something else in this conversation because I'm not going to play the whole thing because throughout the whole course of the show, people will call in, um, call themselves, ragging on me. Oh, this dude, this, this dude, that. But I, I want to point out one specific thing with this on call before... We move on from here because it's going to say a lot. It's going to say a lot about African women and African men. Let me see if I can get it. The right teachers. Uh, I think it's really, really important. And it, it offers a lot of, it can offer a lot of positive reinforcement and nourishment. But I do reject wholly that dude's point about, you know, listen uh, to this dude. Never, I'm dating now, but I would never go to Africa to try to, or look to a, from an, uh, to another continent to find a, a relationship. This is too much here that's available that's you know that could really be positive or whatever so i'll land there that's all i had thank you thank you for those words and uh, as far as like if you are looking for somebody to you know what i'm saying to marry or whatever so i, I really probably got gangrene on his nethers it is <laughs> um look i'm sorry that your man is in the hot seat right now but please clarify did you tell him did you, did you have to tell him to, to bring resources home? The article that shows that there is a lot of paternity fraud there. So I didn't yeah, to point that out. 
Stephen, look, man, she's not wrong. Um, but look, maybe because you came from no parents, this is what you said. You said your words you came from no parents. So, you see how they try to pull out, you know, pre-tame what, whatever. But things like no, that. Listen to the look how fucking weird you sound. As a man, you want, you know, you want sons, right? I wanted sons that that didn't happen, right? So when I had girls, it's like, okay, how am I going to interact? I'm going to nourish them, give them what they need, speak truth, you know, in their lives, make them. So he compared what I did. Mind you, I've been married to a black American for 11 years before all this. Um, he compared what I did to him wanting sons, but his dumbass couldn't have sons. So he had daughters only. But he, he compared that to me feeling that I didn't get what I wanted here in America, so I had to go overseas. Last time I checked, a man who can broaden his horizon and learn and understand the world outside of his own comfort takes a lot of strength. It takes a weak man to remain in his comfort zone because he's afraid of change. He's afraid of the unknown. That's why these motherfuckers stay in poverty all their life. They don't want to understand how to move out of your comfort zone to make things happen. But I'm going to get to, I don't know if it's this guy. It might be the next guy. But I, he, he says something that struck me. And I really want, wanted to address it. So I'm going to do that now. And one of the things that was, is really common is that, you know, the relationships between fathers and daughters is marginalized. Better to be able to choose your casualties. And it's morbid having just the... You need to sit here and listen. We're not buying any of your off-code behavior. Just curious. Just the, you need to sit here and listen. We're not buying any of your off-code behavior. As far as our problem. See, listen to what he's saying. <clears throat> I'm off-code. I'm not for black people because I married a black African. Let that sink in. <clears throat> Let that sink into your head. I'm off-code because I went to Africa to marry African women. Now, let's be real. Africans have what? Pure blood. Closer to the original bloodline. Closer than any other body on earth. Am I right? Yeah. That would make black Americans not as close to the original bloodline. Mixed with the Europeans. So black Americans are half-breeds. So if you really want to go into it, black American women are nothing but half-breeds. They are not pure bloods. So I'm off cold because I went towards someone who have pure blood, a pure blood to make a child closer to that bloodline. These people are sick. Your network, Jenny. Let me see what we got going on here. <laughs> This is crazy, insane. All right, let, let's get Jenny back. Let me knock her out of here. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> but listen. African women, pure blood. Black American, mix. <clears throat> Slaves from the coast of Ghana, transported in 1619 from the shores of Ghana to the shores of Virginia, 
where, where my the father's side of my family is from. They all stayed there from the days of slavery on into um, after the civil rights movement. They migrated to um, the city of Brotherly Love, which is where I'm from, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So my father's side um, <clears throat> are directly from where we first landed when we came here, as far as our ancestors. But I'm all cold because I'm bringing the bloodline of my children closer to the original bloodline that existed beforehand. You got these half-breeds who are bragging about who they are. And they're only half of what they should be. Let's be real about it. Let's be real about it. All right. <clears throat> we ain't got her back on, but listen, listen to this. Even our problem has been systematically imposed via the, the feminism, like the uh, excerpts you played, the immigrant women come over here and undermine as well. So we know what our issues are. We're working on them. So don't 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 come over here trying to project your bull crap on, on us. We're, we're, we love each other. I've been married to my wife 10 right years. I, I respect that passion. I always joke and play that I know I'm B1. I know I'm down. And that's just a more extreme than me. So... And if you look at even in the animal kingdom, the female is going to be more aggressive because she's a protector in her own right. So shout out to all the lionesses in the room. Next time you see that guy, feel free to block him because I'm quite sure he's a troll. I'm not buying it, dude. So I, I will go back to listener because I appreciate my sisters leading this discussion. And we appreciate y'all being on code. We have a lot of love for you. Don't let any. You heard it. You heard it. I don't have to make this up. I don't have to make this shit up at all. I don't have to make none of this up. You heard this man say that it's with him, the way they see it, and the women see it, it's the same way in the animal kingdom because the female is more aggressive than the male. The female is the protector over the male. You heard it here first. I actually heard it there first, but just in case you didn't, you're here now hearing it. <clears throat> and after he said that, black woman was applauding him because he, he made clear the females are the protectors. They are the ones who are aggressive, more aggressive than the males, and it's supposed to be that way. He believes that. He believes that. Oh my, you can't make this shit up. Jenny, did you get it? Did you get a chance to just hear that? I had a poet. All right, let me, let, let's, let's, let's listen to it again. Okay. Don't come over here trying to project your bull crap on, on us. We're, we're, we love each other. I've been married to my wife 10 years. I, I respect that passion. I always joke and play that I know I'm B1. I know I'm down. And that's just a more extreme than me. So, and if you look at even in the animal kingdom, the female is going to be more aggressive because she's a protector in her own right. So, shout out to all the lionesses in the room. Next time you see that guy, feel free to block him. So, he said his wife is more aggressive than he is. And he praised the fact that 
black women are more aggressive than black men. Okay. <laughs> hold up. Sorry, hold up. Let me get this on my way. So. Okay, I feel the only justified answer to that would be when the male generally agrees that they are weak, then the woman can take over. That's when they can gladly say that you're literally exactly, exactly, exactly. But That's you got nothing but a woman. But you you hear the women on the platform; they're all aggressive, very aggressive. Yeah, that's because okay. There's no woman that be born aggressive. It's either you're bitter or you've gone through stuff. There'll always be a reason for you to be bitter or aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. That's the word. I think something happened. They went through stuff. Because it's called, just we, 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 we had this, we had this, um, we had this show on just last week. It's called Beta Males. Yeah. That's, that's what you just heard there was a Beta Male. He was, he was, he was proud. He was in awe that his wife is stronger than he is. This shit is ridiculous. He was proud of that. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. I said that I was going to make up a parable today. I mean, this is one I'm going to think about off the top of my head. I kind of thought about it. Okay. In this particular land, there was a war going on between two nations. One nation was overpowering the other nation. The nation that was losing did not want to surrender. They wanted to continue to fight on. So one brave soldier was determined to win this war by any means necessary. He went to the general and told him, you keep fighting. I'm going to go to another land, make peace, get resources, and um, get others to join in the fight. General said, go ahead, by all means. By the time the soldier returned, with resources and an army twice the size of that of the nation that they were fighting against. Upon his arrival, he finds that not only were they conquered, but they were conquered not by way of fighting to the last minute, to the last breath, but they were conquered because they got tired and they decided that it would be best to assimilate themselves and the culture of the very nation that they were fighting against. So they assimilated their culture by their native tongue, um, their talk, their way of dress, and their way of behavior. The soldier who now had the resources and the army twice the size of the the army that initiated the battle, the war, got so enraged, was so enraged that he decided to use the resources in the army that he had to wipe out both the conqueror and the conquered and breed a new nation. 
a new nation of people all by himself. And he became king of that nation. And it lived on and prospered. And the meaning of the parable is there. It's for everyone else to figure it out. You see, I'm going to grind to powder a people that's already been grinding to powder. And it's called refined, being refined through fire. You can't fix everything that's broken. Sometimes you just have to get a clean slate and start new. You see, it's not just because I'm doing the things that I'm doing. I feel that I'm 18 months, about a year and a half away from having what I need to be completed, completed. After that, within a year, I become a millionaire, multimillionaire for the first time in my life. I had money twice before. I lost it in my 20s, lost it in my 30s. Now I'm gaining it back at a record rate. In my, now I'm in my 40s. But in a way that I've never done before. You see, I could say what I want to say about these people, my people. Because there's one thing that you have to know. People are not bright. People just are not that bright. You could be the villain one day and be the hero the next day. I could be the villain today and within 10 years from now, if I just give something that's a need to them, they would praise me as their hero. As I say, less than the next decade after the next two terms, I'll be in candidacy for mayor. My name will be known by then. I mean, it's either give them what they need or, I don't know, maybe um a couple of chicken joints in the hood and then everything be all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious side of thing, this is why black American women are intimidated by African women. We talk about the blood factor. They know that. Don't think they don't think about it. They know that. They know African women are pure bloods and they are half breeds. They know that. They just don't speak about it. They know that African women have a subtle way about them that it's easier for men to get along with them. It's easy for a man to marry an African woman and she know her place as a woman in a home. Most African women are not loud and rambunctious like black American women. Most African women are not walking around at 300 pounds at the age of 25. Most African women have gorgeous bodies and gorgeous skin. Most African women, I haven't met an African yet that uses profanity. I'm talking about going on in a decade and a half. I've been around a lot. Like I said, not just you, not just Rookie, not just the other, but even before all y'all, I've never had an issue with Africans using profanity. They're actually able to have a vocabulary without the use of profanity. Black American women, that's unheard of. They sound just like the men, even worse. I could go to the city right now. 
pull up on a corner. You can see 20-year-old chick all tatted up. Oh, you nigga, 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 suck my head. Like, it's the way they talk. And to be on the continent in West Africa, you would never hear that from a female. And they talk about, somebody sent me a message talking about, oh, I need to ask, I need to tell those African women to worry about all the issues they got going on there with um, genital mutilation. First of all, most parts of Africa don't even practice that stuff anymore. Do you know of any people that practice that? No, I don't think so. But they picked these things out from the past that was heavy in the past, but not now. But it's like, I mean, a rebuttal to that is like um, an African asking a black American, um, what's going on with your people in the corner like, You know what that is? That's heroin. You go to the block today, see people walking around Kensington, all colors, chase, black, white, Asian, whatever. I don't see people walking around in Africa as drug addicts, walking like zombies in the middle of the street, living like people who are unhuman, things that are unhuman. They talk about somebody, some, the, the message that you seen that I sent you earlier today talking about mud huts. They don't even understand that Africa has cities just like the U.S. They don't even understand that the same restaurants and shopping malls and everything that we have here in America, they have there in Africa. They don't even understand that. They think Africa literally is a place with mud huts. Like, you go to this far-off village that's like 2,000 miles out from civilization and they take these pictures and put them up and they actually believe that's what Africa looked like. No, that's, that's sad. Very sad. It's very sad. Very, very sad. But these people are fucking illiterates and they don't even know it. It's one thing to be illiterate and know it. Say, damn, I got to do something about this. This situation ain't helping. But they don't even know they're illiterate. They don't know how stupid they are. These women, no. go ahead. I said, no, really stupid. I don't think it, it's more or less their fault because they, uh, how would I put it? They just take something from one side. They don't want to hear from the other side. Like it's one-sided, their knowledge of how they say things. They don't want to say they know, but they, they don't want to say they're in a war. They say it ain't a war against white supremacy. So you mean to tell me that you're in an all-out war against white supremacy and you don't have the time to take to see who your allies are, to see who you could depend on, see who you could add in to the fight? You see, these people who call themselves like the tribe keepers or whatever, they got all types of names for themselves. They believe that foundational black Americans are the only ones that are going to destroy white supremacy. Well, this is what I say to that. If you think you could do without the help of the um, people from the continent of Africa, I'm going to say this. You haven't won shit in 50 years. Black Americans have gone over 50 years without one win under their belt. In 
50 years since the 1960, which was a civil rights era. Since then, they have not had one win under their belt. They have accomplished absolutely nothing. But they don't want to talk about that and do that. You see, we're going to be real here. We be real on this show all you want. You, they can show out there all they want. I, I pull people's cars. I pull the whole cars of my whole people, even even if they my own. Now, I don't take this shit from nobody else talking about my people, but I know I can do it. I'll deal with the ramifications, whatever they may be. But these motherfuckers ain't got one wind under their belt. Since I've been alive on this planet, black Americans have accomplished absolutely nothing. Now, how do that sound for someone who's so braggadocious about FBA this, FBA that. Nigga, you ain't did nothing. Ain't nobody putting no work. At least I'm putting in work. I'm putting in work to bring back resources, to go up, be able to buy storefronts, to build, to take the Asian guy, to take the Latino guy off the corner and buy them stores and give them back to the community. I'm on, I'm on, oh my goodness. These people ain't putting in no work. Ask them this. These same black women who are going about running their mouth. Why is it that they can't run out there, walk out their house and go to a store and buy from a person who look like them? Because you don't know, you don't, I understand you don't know what black America, what America looked like here. Any black community, doesn't matter which one. You could choose middle, lower, upper, doesn't matter. Every time you walk out your house, whether you're going to the cleaners, to the corner store, to buy a hoagie, to buy a slice of pizza, None of it is owned by black people in their own community, on their own streets, on their own blocks. They don't own anything. At least I could walk in Africa. Every time that I go to a shop, go to here, there, and everywhere, 90% 90, 90 of it is all owned by Africans. Sure. Every time I walk to a store in Africa, it's an African face, an African owner. The only thing you could say is a couple of corporations that are owned by outsiders, but they're large corporations. Like one of my own that I'm building up to be just the same. But you can't walk in America and go up to somewhere to buy uh, a slice of pizza, a hamburger. You can't even go buy your clothes. You can't even go buy a pair of sneakers. Now, black people love them, them, them some damn sneakers. They love some Air Jordans. But they can't walk to one fucking footlocker or shoe store that's owned by black people. They love them gold chains and them diamonds, but they can't walk into one jeweler that's owned by black people. You see? But they're bragging. They're bragging and boasting about FBA this, FBA that. They ain't got no wins under their belt. They ain't accomplished anything. As long as I've been alive on this planet, they ain't accomplished nothing. I'm saying they for a reason, but go ahead. I just think it's the mindset of the majority. Hmm? The mindset of the majority. It's, it's I, I don't know if I should say polluted, but it's, it's wrong. So, and it's actually very difficult to change someone's mind. Why can't we just call it what it is instead of being polluted? <laughs> why, why, why don't we just say unintelligent? Because you can have a polluted mind, but when you become an adult, 
So that's why I want to talk about black boys and black girls. I make, I make a point never to come down on my black boys and black girls. Even if they live in the wrong way, I don't come down on them. Because I understand that a lot of them are misguided in the first place. And you can't really speak on a person when they're young because they could come out of that and still become something great. So that's why I never, I make a point never to talk down to young black boys or young black girls. But when I'm speaking about the adults, they don't have no excuse anymore. Because when you're an adult, now you understand. You understand that you're responsible for the knowledge that you take in. If you want to continue to play rap music all day and take that in, then that's on you. Instead of picking up a reading a book, going out, researching, studying, learning something new every day. Black people are the only people who have a culture of music that promotes killing, raping, destroying, and selling drugs to each other. If that shit was going on in Africa, that shit would get banned. In some African countries, you'd be jailed. You'd be jailed just for playing it. No, look, let's speak facts. So black Americans have the most destructive culture that exists on the face of the earth. But these motherfuckers are bragging. Look, man, I'm only saying what need to be said. See, a lot of brothers, a lot of, a lot of brothers want to say this. They want to say what it is that I'm saying, but they're afraid. They're afraid of the ramifications. They're afraid of the consequences. Fuck it. They could do whatever to me. Can't hurt me, but so bad. But they're afraid of the consequences that they sit out here and tell the truth to these black women. But I'm going to do it regardless. They're going to get the truth from me regardless. Now, we could play nice. We could do the shit whichever way they want. Because I was playing nice, as you see when I called up. I was playing nice. But if, and this ain't the first time. They want to go this way. We're going to go in. Like my man said. Now, 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 we can do this. We can do this the easy way. Or we can do this thing the hard way. The choice is yours. <laughs> I but, knew change for them is huh? going to be difficult to change. Them and is, yes, and that's why yeah. I said that refine through the fire. See what I'm doing? It's going to set. It's going to set them off. But for the young ones, it's going to help a lot of young ones get it right and start singing mm-hmm. that you know what yeah. we're not going to have no men left here for us at all. Because it ain't about the black man going to the white women, the Asian women. The Latino women, that, that, and other. No, these black men are going to start to realize, you know what? I love black women. These Africans are not only black, but they're fully black. And they're traditional. And they're submissive. They understand their position. And they want, they, they, they're easy to build a home, a home with. Because when you build a home, you build something special. You build a legacy. Sure. Where the two of y'all are going to make sure y'all each have what y'all needs support each other, and you know, raise your kids in like-mindedness. So, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's not going to be easy. Not yeah. for them. It is easy for me. Because it's, hey. You're different. People yeah, I know. Different, so. It's easy for me to do this, but it ain't going to be hard for them to take it. But those who do take it, take it to heart, and learn from what I'm saying, they're going to be more productive in life. And I, before we go, I'm going to correct one thing of mine. 
Because I got to correct this, because I don't want this to drag on too long. I talk about women's age a lot. I don't, I think age matters. I'm not going to change that. But I've been around enough and I've seen enough and I interact with enough um, people on a daily basis to understand this. There are women who are in their 30s and 40s and some even in their 50s that are fine enough, well-spoken, well-behaved, feminine, and fit enough to still get a good, productive man. But the key note is humility. I didn't even say that, but humility, feminine, cooperative, fit, beautiful, and even with their age, they still can get a lot of good things, a lot of decent men. Because mm -hmm. both young and old women are attractive. They all have their reasonings for why a man should be attracted to them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill that myth right now that women over the age of 40 can't get anything, can't get highly productive men. I'm going to kill that. But the majority can't because they're not even in shape to begin with. And the majority can't because they behave like 20-year wild hyenas. So the majority can't, but there are those who still can. So I just wanted to clear that up so we don't take that any further. And you got a lot of people out here mimicking other people. But, um, yeah, that, that other person talked about, um, I won't go on TBA and Tariq Nasheed and say all these things. First of all, What's funny is I went on TBA, but then a person said that I wouldn't go to TBA and say these things. TBA is this guy called Jason Black. I don't have any problem with Jason Black. Tyreek Nasheed, I, I wouldn't even waste my time. Do this. I call him Mr. Opportunity. He's an opportunist. But um, one thing I do respect about the man, he has accomplishments. and he, he has, even though he's a scammer, he's gotten some things done in life. So I respect that. So I respect Mr. Opportunity for, you know, at least that much. But um, everything else, man, these people are just, they are just out of their minds. And they don't understand that they're going to be alone for the rest of their life. Uh, we got like a, but these women, man, you see how aggressive, they're like, they're like dogs, right. with, they were like dogs with rabies. I, I, don't, I don't even understand the part of, is it the hatred towards Nigerian women? That's my, that's my and I don't get it. <laughs> You don't get what? Like their hatred or their bitterness towards Nigerian women. That's that's funny too. Hold on, say that again. I said I don't understand their hatred towards Nigerian women. Oh. I don't know, but when you say Africans, people automatically go to Nigerians. <laughs> like Nigeria is Africa. And I told you that I, I, I had that with some East Africans. This girl, I forget her name. I was I was in that space a couple of times. She'd be like, "Oh, that's just Steven. He always got something stupid to say." But um, the minute me and her got into it, and the other Africans that was in a Twitter space talking at me, they all came at me to disrespect. They they used Nigerian women and their dislike of Nigerian women to disrespect me. So they felt that was going to hurt me. I, but I said Africans. I didn't say Nigerian. I didn't say Ghanaian. I didn't say Togoans. I didn't say Cote d'Ivoire. I didn't say anything. I just said what, what's Africa. 
Once I said West Africa, they pointed out only one Nigerian woman. <laughs> they had nothing but bad things to say. Like I told you, East African women are shit. They're not even decent women. I'm being honest. I'm, I don't say things about people that I don't know and I haven't interacted with in, you know, intimate relationships. So, like, I don't know. I know of South Africans, but I never dealt with them. So I can't really say anything. What I do know about them, for the most part, I don't like. But until I interact with them personally, I can't really say much. But East, Af East Africans ain't no better than Black American women. And them two hate each other, too. But it's always like Nigerian women are always up to four or five. And if it ain't Nigerian, it's Ghanaian. So they go in on Ghanaian women a lot too, man. So the two places that I rep are the two places that black American women hate the most, Ghanaian women and Nigerian women. I'm telling y'all, all y'all where they got that special something going on, I'm telling y'all, they know it. That's that real black girl magic. <laughs> Yo, they want to hate me. Like I said, I'll be the villain today, only to be their hero tomorrow. But that's what it's going to be. All right. Anything else you got to say? Nothing. It's just, I I don't know. It, it's really going to take a strong pull to change their mindset because it's so head-headed on being wrong. Mm. I feel sad, and it's pathetic, to be honest. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> See, the one thing they can say, they can look at you, they can look at Rookie, and they know that my choice and that which I choose is greater than what they are. They mad at that. bitter, you... <laughs> They better, okay. they better old, they better old bras. <laughs> and I, they like, okay. oh, he got one, he got two, he got three. They really ain't gonna like that. They really yeah, ain't gonna like that. in their faces, so it's all up in their face. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep rubbing it in their face because they they asked for it. They asked for it. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep rubbing it all into their face. So. I know Twitter is going to be popping tomorrow night because I'm going to be up in Twitter tomorrow night. So I'm going to I'm going to send this to her because she want to. I know she want to hear this. So um, I'm going to let them go in on it. But it ain't nothing but truth spoken here. It ain't nothing but facts spoken here. So sure. oh, they told me they told me I don't even sound like I'm from South Philly. Like that really matter. And I guess for you to be a black American, you got to talk a certain way. How rough? I don't know. Loud. Since I'm from Philly, I guess they wanted me to be like, yo, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, um, yeah, you know I mean, yeah, you know I mean, I'm calling up because I got, I got some, I got, I got something to say. Yeah, you know I mean, this, this, this thing right here. So, so I'm, 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 I'm gonna put y'all hit. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all know. But uh, pff, man, if it ain't, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, or yeah, I mean, or I mean, I guess you ain't from Philly. I had to. I gotta throw a little John, and you know that John right there. That's how. That's how Philly. We we Philly talk. I used to talk like that before I left this country. But again, it's called broaden your horizons, learning the world around you. But yeah, man, 
this is going to be the one that pisses them off the most. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, we got, got like damn near 200 people in here. All right. Good show, good show, good show. Let's get back to work. Let's get back to what we do this coming Friday. And um, you think of a subject. I'll let you come up with one. All right? Okay. Sure. All right, hang up. I'll talk to you in a minute. All right? All right. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yo, this is fun to me. I do this for fun, man. I do, I do this for fun. You understand me? I do this for fun. This is fun to me. But, man, it ain't going to be fun for them. You can believe that. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show tonight. It wasn't even scheduled, but a lot of y'all made it here tonight. Appreciate that. Um, continue to do your thing, and I continue to do you. Uh, continue to do your thing, and I continue. Now I'm turning retarded just by listening to this um, Twitter space. It done made me half retarded already. <laughs> continue to do your thing, man. I'm gonna continue to do mine. Um. No, I got love for y'all. I'm a lover of people, philanthropy, just learning every day, continuing to grow. Same I want for all of y'all. So, um, listen, man, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. We always move forward, and y'all do the same. Let no one hold you back. Let no words, what they say against you, be a detriment to your success. Because if you truly want success in this world, it takes one person, and that's you. You can move everything else around you, but it takes you with that determination and that ambition. Move mountains. Move mountains with this instead of this. All right, guys. I think that's going to be it for tonight. Make sure um, you tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a coworker to catch this show every Friday night. Catch it live. Make sure you follow. If you ever want to interact with me um, personally, um, I don't answer messages back on here, but I do on Twitter space. So my Twitter, you could just hit up Marion Ghana, or you could do the same to hit me up on YouTube. I'm not even on Facebook anymore. I got tired of being banned from there. So it is what it is, man. All right. I'm out. One love.